Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, only as hip as my guests. And not to tell you, my guest today, I, I knew him long ago, very long ago. God, and he's, his career is doing great. You know, as I say, you know, I only bring people on who I try to bring people on that are doing good things. He's, I've seen him in a bunch of TV shows. But we used to wait tables together and we used to be, he was a bartender to Planet Hollywood in Beverly Hills. And he had just gotten in from uh, Seattle and he was working and he was bitching at us. Like, Pay party. <laughs> and, and I yelled at him like, if you don't like it, go back to Seattle. And... Uh, <laughs> And then we went to Gordon Beers and worked together. And it's just weird. You know, that's what's weird, people. It's uh, when you're in this business and when you hang around and stuff like that, you uh, a lot of people start, things start happening for. And, you know, I mean, Tom, Tom Choi's my guest. I know Tom. How are you doing? Good. No, Tom was, I mean, back in the day, we, you know, we were all just, we were babes in the wood up here. I mean, it was, it was like, what, 12 years ago, maybe? Oh, man, it was probably more than that. Because I think I was married, so no, so it was... Yeah, you were just, getting, yeah, getting getting divorced. Yeah, so that was probably like 12, 13 years ago. Yes. No, 15 years. Gordon Beers was open for like... It's been open forever. Uh, yes, but I had only been in L.A. for 15 years, so... Now? As of now? Yeah, okay. basically. So I would say I'd give it 12 years ago is when Planet Hollywood was... Well, no, no, I that, no. 15 because I just got first, here. That yeah. was my first job here. Yeah, you're right. That's crazy. But now you're now you're you you grew up in Seattle, but no, you're, no, 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 I grew you're up from in Iowa. Iowa. And I'll tell your story because it's it's you know, and people just you know, as you can't tell the name Tom Choi. Of course, he's he's not the uh, typical Korean. He uh, he surfs. He drives a motorcycle. He's tall. Well, my, he's good my, my looking. Penis is not Korean. That's, no, yeah, because you know. it's smaller. Now, do you still drive the motor? <laughs> do you still drive the motorcycle? Yeah, I just rode it here today. Okay. So uh, and you get now is the same one you've had or. Uh, I don't know which one I, you're, one you're driving. To. It's a I, Harley now. Oh, you have, I don't know yet. Harley. A, it was a Yamaha R6 before that. It's a racing bike. Was when you first got to start riding the motorcycle? Was a uh, the Harley? Was that one of? Did you want to get to a Harley eventually? I, I've always wanted a Harley Davidson. Okay. You see my dorm room wall? It was covered with posters of Harley Davidson surrounding a plastic dartboard, and that's basically my entire wall in my dorm room. So, so you always wanted one, so now it must yeah. be a big thing when you got one. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal, because it was one of those things where you always wanted one, so you get it. But See I, that? But I, I do miss my sports bike, though. Why? Is it just because it's faster, or? Yeah, it's just precision, so. Yeah, but you're driving around L.A. I mean, do you ever take it out on the, like, your sports bike, did you ever just take it out on the freeway and fly? Yeah, exactly. What's the fastest you ever did? Well, I don't know, 130? See, that, that would freak me out, man. Because just, what if you wipe out? What if you're dead? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> but is it worth it with a bike? Is it? I mean, well, yeah. You don't do it too often. You you basically do it on those little isolated areas where it's just like, you know. So you're you're from Iowa originally. Yes. Well, I, I was born in Korea. No, you were no. Okay. Now, your and your parents came over when you were how old? Uh, when I was four. Okay. Now, in any time in your life, when you were like a three-year-old kid. In Korea before you moved, yes. did you ever think you'd be in Hollywood? I mean, did I ever fathom? I mean, who who has those thoughts when they're three years old? I knew I you, dude. You thought that I'd you be on the radio, be radio, radio yes, yes, interviewing a Korean actor. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> what uh, was it? Was it was it different for you when you moved up here? Was it was it because uh, you came from Korean culture to America and you moved, end up in Iowa? How, how did it end up in Iowa? Uh, you don't want to get into that, but basically, you just had relatives there and. They were here from business, for Chicago, whatever. So you just kind of follow whatever your leads are. You know, same thing as you would do getting another job somewhere or whatever. You just you follow your, your connections. Now, when you were a kid in Iowa, did you was there, did you know you liked acting? Or did you sit there? Did, I mean, as a kid, did you watch TV when you were younger and get attracted well, to that's it? Well, that's the thing is, like, you know, when, when, 
when your parents are working all the time, you're in this new thing, you look totally different from everybody else, TV becomes kind of like your learning mechanism. Okay. You know, there's a lot of movies are like that where they, they everybody learns from the TV. And it's kind of like that, actually. And so whatever my aspirations were, whatever my interests were, they kind of stem for that. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of like the, the California stereotypical wannabe, which is I, I love surfing. I love motorcycles. You know, I'm an actor. I mean, you love geez, blonde women. Yeah, I love blonde women. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not discriminatory, Steve. I'll take all. That? I'll take them all. I'm not discriminatory. Hey, dude, that's good though. Hey, you know, that's good though. You look good. You get the women love you. You know, now you're a big. You're a big TV guy. So you know the TV. And we'll talk about your TV career in a little bit. But so, at what point did you start in? start acting or knowing you want to pursue acting oh, in, in high, high school? school so was there a big theater department in Iowa or how did no work? I mean we had one of our stronger programs in high school but you know it's funny this is the funny story is like I remember I watched my first play was the high school play at my school and I was watching it going these actors suck these guys are horrible I could do this right these guys are ridiculously bad and the funny thing is, later on, you find out that it was a melodrama. Right. And I don't know for your audience members who know what the difference is, but a melodrama is basically a very overhyped right. thing. So they're supposed to be bad acting, I guess you could call it. So you, so you did you start doing being having good roles in plays in, a, in high school? Yeah, I did, actually. Um, I, I played a... Uh, Otto Frank and Diary of Anne Frank. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, why yeah, they, why'd they, Iowa, pick, you? Why'd they pick you? I don't know. My deep voice, whatever it was. That's I funny. looked older. I was taller. But, uh, yeah. And, and we did this. We did the play. It was a great play. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, it was a very sensitive play. Um, I, I thought it was a really well done production. And it's in high school. But I remember they bust in a middle school to watch it. Three middle schools to watch a matinee. And right when I got on stage, they would just laughing and heckling and it was just like it, like the entire audience was just laughing because there was this Asian dude with this right. not, not, let alone like some high school kid with a beard on and mustache on and great hair but it's an Asian guy <laughs> playing a Jewish old man that's funny and they're laughing how did you deal with that were you bummed well, that's or? the funny thing is I didn't deal with it Anne Frank the girl who played Anne Frank her name is Leonie Dolch um, great girl she uh, stops in the middle of her diary speech and goes and I think it's really rude for an audience to, to laugh and make fun and talk while a performance is going on then they start laughing more <laughs> no they shut up wow I mean, these are middle school kids right. they learned their lesson I that's was like funny. wow I mean that's the one time I think I've ever seen anybody break character and it's for a good reason See, that's cool. So you did that. Now, you went to college where? University of Washington, Seattle. Okay, now how did you pick that? Did you? Did uh, my you... dad was up there, and I just wanted to get out of Iowa. And so that you know, it's been a big, big change from Iowa to Seattle. Uh, yeah, it's a big city. I don't, you know what's funny is, um, on hindsight, I mean, everything's hindsight, but it, there's, there's so many benefits of going to a small school in a small city. But when you go to Seattle, you're competing with the city. You know, all your friends are leaving to go home back into the city, basically. And you're sitting there fending for yourself on campus. So, I don't know. For those people out there who are in a rush to leave their little small towns to go to a, a big school in the big city, yeah, I'm sure I'm not looking at the positive benefits, but, man, there's Well, it is sort of weird because my college was a small school in New Jersey and it was down near the shore. And it was – the college was isolated by itself. So, you were – 
all these around college students. There's nowhere, I mean, Atlantic City was 15 miles, but you're not going to get in a car and drive exactly. when you can have a you know a hacky sack and a keg and a apartment for a dollar. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. That was thing. So now, what was your major in uh, drama? Actually, okay, so you, believe it or not, no. no did you decide, so you said I'm going to pursue this? I mean, well, I started out with a drama degree. I mean, a drama major, and then I double majored with uh, uh, mechanical engineering. Believe it or not. Now, is that, was you, were you good at that? No, you just it was horrible. Why it took did me you, like? 11 hours to do five-story problems. You can't, well, because I just wanted to do drama. I, I couldn't focus. But then why did you, why did you pick mechanical drawing? Mechanical engineering, you mean? Whatever, yeah. <laughs> mechanical drawing. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, it's a mechanical drawing. I know, it's funny. I Because I took a class in high school called mechanical drawing with Mr. <laughs> Cupshaw. Okay. And he always came in hungover and he'd yell at us. It's just funny because clearly, yeah. Well, that's kind of gets to the point what I'm trying to make is like if you're not that's not your thing and your your heart's not into it you're not going to get through that class so I took that weed out math class 124 they call it and there's no way I could have gone through in that because my mind's going where okay the play what play am I going right. to do what acting classes when am I do this so you're sitting there do you graduate yes I graduated okay in four years in fact okay. so did I which is very rare these days I it's mean, very and, rare and I started when yeah. I was on on most people take a year off or yeah. it's just weird if you do that yeah so now what you where do you go from there where do we go no I'm just kidding um I was up in we're Planet Hollywood in Seattle with yeah Trevor, with Trevor Hoff yes <laughs> did you ever hear from him yeah I ran into him he's married he might be moving up to Santa Barbara I saw you should get him in here I saw him a while ago. I was, and this, this is, oh God, a while ago. I lost this card. I was, he was the director for this commercial audition. Mm -hmm. It was for like charter communication. Yeah, that's what he worked for. And um, I said, in-house in -house productions. Yeah, so what's he do now? That's what he does. For charter? Yeah, absolutely. Do they have offices? Unless he moves up to Santa Barbara or, uh, excuse me, the Napa Valley. Oh, Napa. Mm -hmm. well, okay, Big cool. difference, yeah. So you guys, you're working at the Planet Hollywood. Yes. And it's Seattle. Now, yes. are, you, are you trying to do any acting around town there? Oh, yeah. I did a lot of theater up there. And then I did like a lot of corporate videos for like safe co-insurance, in-house training videos, which is a great thing. And that's how I got my after card. Did you have an agent up there? Uh, yes. Yes, I did, actually. Um, I went through a couple agents. Yeah. Okay. So at what point did you decide you wanted to move to? How long were you out of school working when you said... I really can't. Well, I, I, I've always wanted to. You, you just got to, you know. And you know, these days I would actually recommend not right away. Believe it or not. What I would say, if you're in Seattle, I would say go to Vancouver. Because yeah, that's live up there for a year. That's just, just so much work in Canada. That's what I heard. It's insane. Well, you you worked leverage up there. I know that. No, I did. I did leverage in Portland. Okay. Yeah. Did you do something in Vancouver? No, no. Oh. It's really hard to get work in Vancouver unless, because they have to have like I think it's like seventy five percent of the cast be Canadian. Okay. You know we don't have that rule. No, but for, yeah, I know because I know Psych shoots up there. I believe who the TV show oh, Psych. Name it. It shoots up there. So then, but how did so if everyone's shooting up there? So basically, only the stars are the people who yeah, are basically the the top people, the stars, guest stars possible reoccurring people it's just a money thing and i get it hawaii 5 is the same way even for hawaii you know if they can get somebody local i mean they're gonna do it yeah so Why wouldn't you so you sit there and you when did you sit when you said i want to move to la had mm -hmm. you been here before uh i just went on one scouting trip the summer before with trevor actually okay. the funny thing about that is is he was such a hardcore swingers fan that my heart, whole itinerary for the week was to go to every place in the Swingers movie. Is that why you guys ended up living in Las Vegas? Uh, yeah, I think so. It was right next to the Derby, which sucks because it's a 
Chase Bank now. I know. Which, nothing against Chase Bank. It's just, it's it, not the Derby. Exactly. Um, the Dresden, the Derby, Lava Lounge, uh, all those places. It was a great time. It's amazing when you go on a trip and, every, and you pretty much have it all set, how much you're more free to enjoy. You know what I mean? I don't know. Getting on that tangent. But. No, that's fine. No, because well, you, you, you know what's going on, so you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so you guys scouted it out. Yes. And did you say to each other, did you say, okay, in this many months or this weeks, we're going to move? Yeah, basically. Did you pick a date? Yeah, basically said, this is the, this is the day I'm going to move. I mean, he didn't, he didn't move until later. No, it was, was just me. In that original apartment you guys had? No? Uh, no, I lived in a studio apartment when I first moved out. Okay. So you get down... And you transferred to Planet Hollywood, which was good because you had a job, and that that absolutely because cool, you sure. know, and yeah. Planet Hollywood. I that mean, was the most important thing, and everybody went there. Oh, it was a different. You know what's so funny though? I mean, I guess we can talk about it since they're kind of a defunct company. I don't give now. a crap anyway. Yeah. talk about me. And by the way, people, those guys didn't own them. Okay, they were paid Stallone, Schwarzenegger. They well, didn't, they, they put own, in their they put in their brand equity in. They they put yeah. their name. I'm in on, MBA school right now, Steve. So yeah, I can say yeah, these right. things. No, you are. I am. I'm halfway through MBA school. What the hell? Oh, your acting career is blowing up. You're gonna become a, hey, hey, a NBA dude. Everything's business. Right. You know, I do okay. my own productions, right. and okay. you know, it's. But okay, they did but, the branding. Uh, yeah, so it's worth a lot. But Keith Barney and Keith Parrish owned it. I can't believe you remember those names. It's funny. Wow. So, so what were you gonna say? About but no, no, I was gonna say it's completely different because up there in Seattle, it's just a restaurant that runs itself, and everybody actually thinks it's pretty cool. Down here in Beverly Hills, it was like. Free food, you know, oh, yeah. an event central, and that was a good and a bad thing for us. Well, it was good. I mean, you saw so many people were in there, but mm-hmm. so many people can't tip who get paid to don't get a bill. Some of these actors. What, what was that thing called the the, the Japanese tour buses or that oh no oh, no ETB oh, no what was oh that I was, can't remember people there used to be these Japanese, JBL JBL there would be these and when you no, when you were going into work. And you knew no, that's a JBC. Junior, JB, yeah, JBL is a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> when when you when you knew you were getting one of these tour groups, you were so happy because you were in and out, and you made oh, like a yeah. hundred or two hundred bucks. They only they said Coke or Sprite. Yeah. Okay, and you didn't just pour it, and all the steaks came out medium rare. <laughs> they get like an appetizer steaks, yeah. and the tour people wanted to leave, so they'd be going like in an hour. Yeah. It's crazy. It's great. But it, was, it was great for the tourists. They loved it. And, yeah. and then it we was... got celebrities, and they had their screening, private screening rooms. Right. And things like that. I have, I don't know if you want to hear a story, a yeah. celebrity story. I was working in the private screening room for Will Smith, and he was screening his uh, Welcome to Miami video. I don't, I don't You remember that one? I don't, I don't Welcome know. to Miami. I don't know. I don't know how it went. But it was him and his son back in the day. And we were going down the back stairwell so they didn't get seen by uh, customers. And his son goes, are you Chinese? <laughs> And Will Smith's like, he's like, Trey, Trey, you can't say that. You can't, that that's rude. You can't say that. And I just remember the funniest thing because Will turns to me and goes, whispers to me, so, so, so you're like, a, you know, Korean or Japanese, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So I remember when you were you were in uh, Planet Hollywood. Yeah. Were you starting to get acting work then? I, I know you were always. Later, you went into doing the tension films and stuff like that, and you went to My photography. Yeah. But in the very beginning, were you getting well, I'll out tell of you auditions? exactly what happened. I got here, and about one month into being here, I got a role on Pacific Blue with Mario Lopez okay. as the bicycle cop. That was my first ever gig in SAG, and I worked the whole week, and I was this henchman named Charlie, and I thought I was going to be a big movie star. I mean, it was amazing. It was like we shot on Venice Beach. Crowds were formed around us. I was doing this big shooting running scene. And then after that, 
four years went without any uh, TV work or movie work. So what most people would just quit. Is that when you started producing your own stuff? Um, no, I was I was keeping myself busy with obviously waiting tables, bartending, and then also I was booking a fair amount of commercials. Yeah, I know you were in a weren't you in a Mako commercial? No, you were you played a mechanic oh, in something. GM Goodwrench. GM Goodwrench. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't know your whole career, yeah. Tom. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. Well, but, that was uh, pretty close. That's pretty. But I remember I remember the commercial. But now at least you were getting work, which is cool because you know a lot of people weren't doing anything. I think some yeah, of the people come down. Well, what, what, here's here's a funny thing. If I could. Uh, go back to Planet Hollywood is when I mean let's be honest that's the whole adage is that if you work in this town you're a waiter if you're an actor and I just remember like there were so many actors who would come here and you'd talk to them and you'd realize that they just wanted to get away from their life whether it's in Nebraska or Seattle or Portland they didn't want to be actors right. they just wanted to chase the dream and more importantly they wanted to prove to their ex-girlfriend who broke up with them that they could do what they wanted to do and guess what three months later guess what they're doing moving, moving back. back that always happens that's so funny you see it all the time and it's the people who, are, who come down here already bitter Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's 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 not an easy business. It's not like you just sit there and go, no. "Hey, I'm here." Oh, you know, unless you're back in the day, one of these big comics got a development deal. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So you were you were, you were doing commercials. Mm-hmm. Now, when did Minority Report come along? Uh, I don't know. I think it was 2001. Wait, how did how did that arise? How did you get that? You just audition. I mean, you get lucky. You know, uh, you just happen to do a production where or an audition where uh, Spielberg is big enough that when he looks at it, he just picks you instead of having to go through the whole networking BS. You know, of of, of brown nosing and you know having the knowing the right people. Now I look at I look at your IMDb. Yes, tell you everything. sure. And you were on the Shield. Yes, which must because that was a great show. I yeah. mean, it's weird. You looking at you, you either you play police officers a lot yeah i do or you play henchmen yeah and it's so weird because i don't know i guess because you know i i don't see i guess because i know you i don't see you as a police officer i don't i don't know why well i was captain bill Choi on southland this year so that was great i know um um yeah uh i don't know you know what it is is it's, it's when you're asian and you're six feet tall and you have a deep voice and when the average height on screen is about five inches, four inches shorter than the average height in real life, then you're giant. Right. And so you get these authority figure roles. So you started sitting here playing different roles. You see The Shield, and I see mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy and Wanted. Were you still, I mean, when did you start making your own productions? Because I know, I know that was, you took a, that, you really got into that for a while. And yeah, was you know. It, you were tired you, of acting, just, you were tired of just doing the, the, the gun for hire spot, and you're like, I want to do something different, I want to break out that way? Well, okay, being around for a while, everybody does it. Everybody does their own thing, everybody does their own productions, it's not a secret. It's, 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 it's proactive. And you're, you're exercising, you're practicing, you're experiencing, uh, you're casting, you're producing, you're directing, you're writing, and that keeps your muscles, you know, uh, exercised. And hopefully, you know, you get to meet new people. I've met new people through film festivals and submissions, and um, more importantly, you know, it's really about practice, I think, is the most important. What was the first movie that you produced and directed? Well, that's funny, because I was going to film school at LACC here, which is I highly recommend. 
Well, I, what was the one where I took a class? I was, I, me and Jason Rogers acted for you. Oh, that's right. That was, was the, yeah. That, that was, LACC? That was the directing class. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah. He cast me as Shelly the Machine Regine from, he cast me as Jack Lemon's part from uh, yeah, Glenn Gary did, Glenn Ross. You guys did great. <laughs> Jack Lemon. You got to work on your hand control a little bit, I don't, Steve. that's why I. You got that, you got that, you got that, you got that, I know, you got that, I know. You got the hand control. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've gotten better because I think when, with radio, you don't, you don't really talk. You don't talk like that. And then when I do comedy, I have the mic in my hand all the time yeah, and I pace. Yeah. But uh, so so you you did your first uh, short production. Film? At yeah, L- yeah. LA. Short film. It started in my uh, as an ex- as a project, uh, and that's why another reason why class is great. And it's like 110 bucks a class. It's crazy. Uh, so yeah, I just did a short film, and then I submitted. It's a, it was about the World War II uh, Japanese American soldiers, um, which I think is a story that needs to be visited. Um, they were the most decorated unit in all of the, and nobody knows this, 442nd. And I did a short film about that, um, and it got into a couple festivals, Los Feliz Film Festival, um, BC Asian Pacific American Festival, New York Asian American Festival. Um, anyway. Now, is that was that sort of, because you did everything. You wrote it? I wrote it. Directed uh, it, cast it? Directed it, cast it, now, is that acted sort of, in it. Is that sort of hard to sit there and put it up in that, for your first time, for it's a student film, and you sure. know, and you're in these festivals, and of course, people can be cruel. Is it? Is it? Would you ever take it personal if someone said something bad about it, or did you get mixed reviews in it, or good reviews? No, or? I got good reviews on it. Okay. I mean, you know, I think it's one of those pieces where it wasn't a comedy. It wasn't like something way out there. It was a historical piece that I took some. I used some creativity. It was in black and white, shot on Super 8 film. So I think it really translated well. People liked it. Now you did that. And now you're still. Now, what was your next film project? Did you did you did you want to concentrate more on doing film, or did you want to? You know, what, you just want to practice. Um, and then the next thing I did was a music video for, for my friend Sam Jaffe. Um, my name sounds familiar, but is he a singer? He's a singer songwriter. And um, it's funny because I actually had a, a friend of a, uh, a friend of mine, Bianca, who was on who was on Rules of Engagement. Okay. Uh, and she's been on the, for the entire time now that it's coming to an end. But, yeah, she's well, however many, 10 years is it now that the show's been on? Is she, she played the main girl in the video, along with Daniel Bess, who was another actor friend of mine, who was on Last Resort. You know, well, who's Bianca in Rules of Engagement? She plays the wife of, I, unfortunately, I don't watch the show. but Very funny show. It's, it's not Patrick Duffy's wife. It's not, uh, it's just oh, the uh, wife. the other guy. The brunette wife. Okay. And I didn't know the guy who plays her... Uh, husband fiance okay. is Kate Hudson's brother I didn't know Oliver Hudson the actor was Kate oh, Hudson's I brother I don't know anything about that well, it was a funny show yeah. I, yeah. but so so you did this video but it's just weird see how people just funny because I should probably bring that up back up because it shows that I've directed like a TV star right I mean that's, that's how the thing though that's, yeah, they say that's if you, if you hang works. around in town things are going to happen oh, if you're here. well it's insane I did a workshop on Monday night over at a great place called The Office it's called it's a writer's uh a membership room kind of in it's hard Burbank to explain. Or it's or in Holy? Brentwood actually okay. it's called The Office anyway long story short my Monday night uh, 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 workshop was where we get a whole bunch of actors uh, to basically act out or read out the new writings of these writers and this is who was in my Monday class ready Eric Stone Street who is yeah. the Cameron on Modern Family Bitsy Tulloch who is the, the main actress on Grimm uh, let's see, Deanna Russo, who was on Knight Rider and was yeah. recurring on everything. I know. And who worked at Gordon Beers? Gordon Beers. Yeah. Yes, uh, where we worked at, and and the, and and uh, John Wertus, who was the series regular on Castle. Okay, it's 
this this workshop that I was in for some reason was like the pool of series regular TV actors. How did they find it? I mean, how did you find it? How do you get involved with it? Uh, that was through my friend Carter, who was working there at the time, who was now the VP over at uh, Trigger Street, who produced Facebook. Once again, small world. He was my roommate too. Okay, crazy, right? So yeah. So so what in this workshop? You, just, you guys are you act? You all acted together or? Uh yeah. Whatever the writers would pick you out. At, we're kind of like a so- ensemble group of actors. Well, that who are the writers? Up. The writers included uh, Jim Wools, who wrote Fight Club. Okay. The, the I'm sorry. Well, obviously Chuck Palahniuk wrote right. Fight Club, but the screenplay adaptation they had. We had a uh, Phil Eisner who wrote Event Horizon. Um, the list goes on and on. So of, it's just a lot of people bring their new work. Professional people- writers who are writing on their new stuff, and we as actors are able to act it out. Well, that's what's cool. I think it's like anything. It's people who just love the craft and they just want to do it. And mm-hmm. that, that's great. So we're going to go back to after your film when you're making the films. Okay. okay. Now, did you, hit a, did you hit a slow point for a while? I feel like all, this is your life. No, that's why that's that's I do my show. <laughs> you were in the old days. Hey, you know what? Hey, I got, you know, I know because it's people Tom love Joy, to hear the story. This is your life. No, did you, did you sit there and go to a, you know, a bump? Like, did you ever get this uh, disgruntled, not disgruntled, um, Disheartened. Uh, what, I'm trying to think of the word. Disheartened. Did, that, did you ever get that like at any point through this stuff? Did that happen to you? I am always disheartened. <laughs> but why? You do That's well. That's the actor's life. Yeah, but still. You know, we all have our own internal uh, 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 reasonings about what success is. Whether it's monetary, whether it's, you know. A lot of people will be sitting here and go, Tom, you're an asshole. Can we cuss on this? Yeah, just not the F-bomb. Oh. My computer died, so I can't read your IMDb now. Oh, that's okay. Um, so, anyway, um, what was I saying? You were saying about uh, being oh, dis- disheartened. Yeah, and everybody has their own interpretations of success. And a lot of times we have to check ourselves and go, hey, don't be so hard on yourselves. Because just because you want to get to the next level doesn't mean you can't appreciate the level you're at. Right. And I know I'm super guilty of that. It's probably why I'm going to MBA school, um, just because, and not as a crutch, but to sort of try to push myself forward. Right. Um, and unfortunately, as actors, we are the hardest on ourselves, you know, because we, whatever we measure, whether it's financial, like, you know, or is it, is it the credits, you know? And even then, it's like I've been very fortunate, and some actors would be like, he has nothing to complain about. You know, but at the same time, we always want to keep striving for the next thing. Um, and a lot of times, that affects your personal life. It affects. You know, I think it's you have to be all in. I mean, it's you know that's the thing. And so, so I mean, yeah, it's hard because you sit there and you go. I mean, I get pissed sometimes if I see like someone gets a guest. I go, wait a second, I, I got in touch with that person. Mm-hmm. They never get back to me. Why are they on that, that show? I'm in played yeah. in Chicago. I'm played here. I'm played there. I'm yeah. like, and you're doing. You don't even get back to me. But then I'll get someone like. But you know what? You know, but then I don't worry about because they say, you know what? Enough people have a good time in the show that. I don't care. But that's, you know, just like with acting, 90% of the reason why a lot of people might not get back to you is not because it's you. It's because of whatever situation they're right. in. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, for us, it's because we're not six feet, six inches shorter, or we're not a certain, you know, race, or our voice is too deep, or, you know, we have a weird forehead uh, wrinkle or something. And right. It's literally like that. So for you... When did you start picking up the work again? I mean, because you've been on a ton of in the last like like well, I'd say in the last God, I, I, I think it's I think your hot streak started in during maybe leverage was that the beginning of it or I you know because you, you were you were in stuff like the shield and I remember that stuff but then you you weren't in something for a while yeah oh well, you know dude after the shield it was 
dead. Well, after Pacific Blue, it was dead. And then I got the Shield, which was like a one-day work. And that was like four years later. And then after that, it was dead. And then finally, there was some sort of consistency. Now, were you still, you were, you were, I know you were producing on your own, but were you still taking acting class? Have you, have you been a big, have you been a big, someone who is very, uh, says acting class is good for you? Or you're someone who thinks it's like, eh, you know, some people say, well, I don't need I acting class. I think that people who take acting classes with the same teacher for a year have to ask themselves, what, what, what is it that they're actually doing this for? Are they being, because it's a comfortable place or is it? You know what I mean? Right. Like, how much more can you learn from one person? Like, how many acting teachers have you had since you've been out here? Um, well, I went to school for it at University of Washington. Right. So I've had uh, two or three or four there. And then I've had a cold reading class. Um, I took, you know, but not, I mean, I'll be honest with you, um, not too many consistent scene study classes, you know. Um, and the reason for that is I wanted to diversify a lot of things. And I could, I'll be the first to admit, I could probably benefit from all that. But I've always, always taken something. All right. Whether it's film school, whether it's, you know, shooting stuff on my own, whether it's uh, writing my screenplays, uh, just about to take another voiceover class. Whatever it is, you should always be busy doing something. Because otherwise, you, you'll, number one, go crazy. Oh, yeah. And, Yeah. That's good. So, the, what, back to my what was it? What was the spark to your consistent work again? Was there a um, what, what show was it? Was it because leverage you had a really big role? I mean, that was yeah, nice. But that year. was actually later. I mean, actually, I was doing okay even then. You know, and they weren't that big. Nothing's ever that big. You know, um, I, I, I would say twenty four leverage. Um, recently, I was recurring as a guest star on Ant Farm. Okay, it's a Disney show, and that's you know that's a that's a lot of fun. Um, but it's, I, you know, what's funny is I think it's not really about a specific show and time in your life. It's really about your attitude shifting. And it's, there's a lot to be said. And I, I can say this w with a certain amount of certainty that when I focused more on acting, whether it's just a simple mindset change after I was actually fired from Gordon Beers because I was actually working uh, doing acting right up in Central California, I missed some shifts, and, and and manager John at the time was very nice enough. John Perez? Uh, no, the other guy. He had glasses. Half Asian guy. I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. The point is, he was very nice. And he was like, "Tom, we're gonna have to let you go," and I'm like, "Great." <laughs> right. you know, it's one of those things where uh, they say that uh, sometimes it's that kick in the ass that will is the most beneficial thing you'll ever happen to your life, especially if you don't like your job. And so, yeah, it, sometimes it was a struggle financially, um, still is, but the freedom that you get to do so many other things that I probably wouldn't have done if I would have been at the same place. Well, yeah, I think that's happens a lot of times too. I think, well, as I said, we talked about it earlier, people go to get away from the thing. But also I think a lot of times out here, they're coming to a town where they don't know people. So then they sit there and they become like, they have like the click. You know, like I was, I was married, and so I wouldn't really hang out with the clique because I was like, yeah, you know, I'm leaving. But I think that happens, and then they don't. No one really focuses on their acting anymore. And so many people screw things up. I mean, I remember Joe Catone. He was in that comedy troupe, and I put that comedy troupe together because I said I want to do something. You know, and I got three guys, and I got Don Cesario's thing, mm -hmm. and then when we got Trevor to direct something, Joe Catone just doesn't show up, and we're like, we all yeah. put money into this, and it's like, dude. Okay, listen. Thanks for thanks for asking me. By the way, appreciate what? that. You were gone by then. You weren't. You weren't at. Uh, you weren't even there yet. It's when Jay Kramer could walk. That's oh, how long that's ago. so rude. That's you true. still talk to him? 
Yeah, I see Jay all the time. Okay. That's why I was different. How's he no, doing? Jay, he's doing great. He's, 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 he's doing comedy and stuff like that. No, that's what I mean. You weren't there. I mean, Jay, I think, got fired before you got there. I don't know if you work with Jay. But no, I'm saying, but like he just, Joe would just take off. Like, it's like, you, you want to do this. You say you want to act. Here. So you don't it. talk to him, obviously. Well, I, I, I talk to him every once in a while, but mm-hmm. it's like, you're coming down to act. And now here, yes, it's not a big production, but we have a store secured. We have a script. We mm-hmm. have Trevor directing it. We have the whole, everything. And it's, and then all of a sudden you sit there and the guy just doesn't show up. And you go, what the hell are you thinking? You can't, anywhere in life you can't do that. You just no. can't show up. No, and that's like getting back to like when I was waiting tables. You know, I was kid with my friend. Always kids me, dude. You must. You, you think you must have been the greatest waiter in the world? And I go, yeah, I think I was actually. And it's because it's, you have to take pride in whatever work you're doing. That's I've not- the bottom line. I've noticed that since I've been going back east a lot. That I was the greatest waiter. Thank yeah, you. you were. Thank you, Steve. I think you were. You, you were Steve Nixon. You were Steve Nixon. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, I think I noticed that when I go back east Steve is Nixon. that the servers back there are either college students or people who've been servers all their lives. And the service is phenomenal. And the funny thing is, in the East, in the New Jersey area and stuff, they only get $2.26 an hour. Oh, right to work state. Out here, people are getting eight fifty, and they're still bitching. And it's like, yeah. if you bitch and you blow off your shifts, you're not gonna, that's not gonna go to your acting. You're not gonna do that when you act. You're mm-hmm. gonna sit there and be like, yeah, ah, exactly. whatever. That's, that's it. Your work so, ethic reflects on everything. So leverage, when I just, cause I, I remember that episode. It was, you had a big part. Mm-hmm. Um, was that the first time you worked with an Oscar winner? And I know you later worked with Cheadle, but it's because I know Timmy, Timothy Hutton won an Oscar years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was, now, was that ever intimidating honor, yeah. for you, or is it because they, they oh, and they had that cast? I've always heard sometimes when you're the guest star. Well, they, they were very they're, nice. They're and nice. There's a different dynamic when you work in outside of the city. Uh, so Portland, uh, it, it's because they don't have that external, uh, it wasn't as hard, it wasn't like working criminal minds where there was like the tension between, um, you know, the main Thomas Gibson and uh, Manny Patinkin. Um, uh, and I can say that now because that whole thing is over. But yeah, did they, 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 they had sure. real life tension sure. or just oh, the yeah, characters? Oh yeah, real life tension. Okay. Absolutely. So how does that make you feel? I mean, do you, does that, do you, not to it's size, not our job. It's not our job to deal with any of that. It's our job to do the job to the best of our ability. I was just focused on my work. I was like, this is a great opportunity to do great work. And whatever drama comes in, you know, whatever it is, that's not my thing. Right. Yeah. Now, do you still, is it still a long audition process for you or like yeah, for these guest is. roles? I mean, it's like. It's a little bit different now. Um, God, it's gotten so much harder in terms of just. I don't know. I guess it's good. Um, they've sort of done a lot more on-screen uh, casting and stuff. So, uh, meaning they have the camera in the room with the casting directors, and they'll just what they call casting on off tape. Okay. And that's a lot less pressure than going to a room and giving this huge performance in front of like ten producers, which I don't mind. I mean, I, I actually take that as a good challenge, but it's it's a different dynamic. No, what about kicking it? What was your role in that? My friend oh writes my for God. kicking it. Um, that was you know. It was a very small role. I just played a judge, a referee. And it's one of these weird things where as an actor, you have to choose and decide if you want to take a certain role or you want to pass. And let's just say there comes times when you should pass. Okay. Well, I think that's, but then also... (laughs) It's not the show's fault or anything. It's just because, you know, maybe you just feel like you could have a better chance to do a a different kind of role on that show. That's all. Now, how did Southland come along? Because Southland, the one thing is, it's so funny when you're on that, because I know you were going to be on it, and you posted it on Facebook. Yeah. And, uh, what's your Twitter? My Twitter is Tom T. Choi. Tom T. Choi. At Tom, yeah. Follow Tom on Twitter, Tom T. Choi. Follow me at Cooper Talk. But I was sitting there, and um, 
I could hear your voice. I didn't see it at first because the opening mm-hmm. scene's a long shot. And I'm, I'm sick, but when's Tom? And then it's like, okay. And it's just so funny because I know you and your voice yeah, held yeah, the screen. Exactly. And then they shoot it up and then you're playing a cop. Yeah. Now, was the, were they... I, I always think, because that show was a very cool show. Yeah, it's a, it was a great show. And yeah. it got canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is... I don't know why. I mean, it, well, you know, it's yeah. It I is mean, what it is. Were they a tight knit cast or? That's a funny thing, is because I don't know if they were tight. They just seemed like just they just do their own thing. But all the extras on that show are real cops. Oh, okay, I didn't we know that. We shot that scene at a real police academy. Okay. And so when you're in uniform, they don't know you're you're not a real cop. Oh, so wait, everyone is a cop, and yeah. they, they think oh, you're yeah. an actual police. Yeah, they think so, you're some big wig and, police and it's officer. Not even, and, it, and the funniest thing is. I outranked them because I was the captain. That's funny. So they were all going around and giving me some nods and respect. And you can just feel the energy. I, it's amazing. It's just an amazing feeling that you could just sense something. Now, did they ever find out you weren't? Of course. You just tell them. Okay, then they're like, uh, and then they relax a little bit, but they're still a little skeptical because they respect the uniform. See, that's cool. That that's one of my friends is a cop, and that's the thing. They have that certain camaraderie, mm-hmm. which is cool. So uh, South went good. Now, now you ended up um, on the uh, what is it? House of Lies. House of Lies. Now, how did that come apart? Because you were on how many episodes of that? Just a couple episodes of that. But I mean, was that something that you just had an audition? Yeah, or? I just you just auditioned for it, and uh, it was it was nice of them to you know bring back the character to play the same real estate agent. Um, but once again, it's one of those situations where you know you ask yourself, you know, do I have the opportunity to have a bigger part on something? And that one worked out because obviously I had a couple episodes. And, you know, there were funny scenes, but, you know, th- it's it's a weird thing that actors go through. Did you meet Cheadle? Oh, yeah, he's a great guy. Is he a great guy? Great guy. I heard he, he's an excellent actor. Oh, it's, it was amazing to watch his process, and I know this sounds cliche, but when there's someone, he's probably the most naturally, how do you say it? He comes across as the most natural talent that you, when you see him on screen. It's just like effortless, and then when you see that process and how he does it, it's it's pretty cool. Now, or do you learn when you see like for someone like that? Will you sit there and watch them and and observe and learn it because you were hungry for the craft? Sure, absolutely. Because a lot of people won't do that; they think yeah. they're above it. But I mean, I think it's no. some it's something. But there's certain reasons why people are where they are, and there's yeah. some reasons why people are and they are. But there's when you have that lasting power and that mm-hmm. durability, I think people should look at that and learn. Yeah. Well, that's that's it, and and his thing is, I'm sure not getting anything away, but he he emphasizes improv in in a lot of the takes, and he'll change things up, he'll keep you on your toes, and if you're not that kind of person who can roll with that, you're gonna be scratching your head and ruining every shot, and you know I I think that's another situation where I took groundlings, I took improv, I do stand up, so you're on your toes and you respond in kind to that improv. And if you're not, uh, and that's where the training comes in, you know, and, you know, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I could see somebody who doesn't have an improv background right. just falling flat on their face. Well, I think that happens. So with the stand-up, okay, because I know you did the lovely Victorios back when I booked that, which that was a fun room. That was a couple of fun um, nights. Um, <laughs> what made you decide to get into stand-up? I mean, because it's a thing, you, I mean, you're, you have a lot on the plate because you also yeah. do photography and yeah. you do and stand up I think the thing about stand up is I, and I honestly I think that if you and I came back into it after I had done over you know 
300 okay. shows a year. Well, if I could interject real quick, I want to preface this, especially out of respect for you having all those years of stand-up comedy and of other stand-up comedians out there who are busting their ass off every day. I'm not a stand-up stand-up. Okay, I am a person who has dabbled in it, who's done open mics, who's done a couple of shows, a lot of bringer shows. Um, so I don't call myself a working stand-up. But see, but you know, and you know what's good though is, and I respect, and, and I respect that out of you because I don't call myself a working stand-up anymore. But I still, when I go back east, I get paid, and I do long sets. But I crack up, and I'm glad you have that reaction because there's so many people that just put their name on Facebook comedian such and such and yeah. it's like you've done eight open mics yeah, and exactly. then, and also if you know if you're doing an open mic all the time that's fine but it doesn't yeah. make you stand up if you're sitting there and going tonight I'm going to do a completely different set yeah oh, I'm going to get there's one guy I'm going to get drunk on stage my whole thing we get drunk one set and straight yeah. you're not a stand up well yeah. let me ask you Steve what? what is that borderline between actual stand up and calling yourself one because i could tell you what an actor is versus someone who calls okay, himself well, what's an actor, an actor? What's, what's the difference i would say someone who takes classes who is diligently on stage whether it's just practice um whether it's just class i i think that's enough to call themselves an actor i think honestly the way you said it is i think because i think your acting and stand-up is completely different in the fact that acting you can hone your skills by taking acting crafts and you want to mm -hmm. get better and when you know you're not doing well you sit there and go I want to learn more mm -hmm. I think I mean I, I know stand-ups who guys get out all the time and they do it I mean I guess I just I use the term loosely because a lot of guys it's just like they do it as a joke like oh yeah I'm just gonna get up and they do it to hang out and yeah. it's like you're not a stand-up you know if you yeah. I'm, I'm I used to be a stand-up yeah and when I go back east yeah. I'm a stand-up I mean yeah. people know me as a comic yeah but I think a lot of people acting is different because acting it, you you have to put time and effort more than acting than the stand up. You know, yeah. going and doing seven minutes, yeah. five shows a night when your act's not growing anywhere. You're not. You, now that doesn't mean you're not going to become a stand up. No. But there's like anything. Yeah. Eighty percent of the people quit or stop doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 I know a lot of people who actually go and do open mic, um, like at Marty's and 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 um, which is an open mic place. Uh, and 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 I know that that's all they do. And so, are they stand-ups? You know, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I, that's, a, that's a weird question, because if, if you're always doing open mics, I guess you're an open micer. I mean, at one point, yeah, you guess that's what it is. Maybe that's the you know, thing. It's like, it's like, as I always say, it's like, yeah, it's great to work your craft. You take an acting class. Yeah. You're in front of other people. You're getting feedback. Yeah. Okay. You want to work your craft as a comic. You go to a crappy, comic, uh, crappy coffee shop mm -hmm. where there's... Ten people in the audience, eight are comics, one's a homeless guy, and one's a person who works there. Yeah. You're not getting anything from your set. You're not you're not you're you're not really developing your act. Yeah. Because you're doing it's like the same thing. It's like I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's just No, absolutely. And yeah. it's different when in back east, a lot of places like in New York and you past my guest would said there's more of a nurturing community. Here mm -hmm. it's a lot of guys don't they're like, yeah, you know, I might do this, I might do that. Like back east, they would just you yeah. went to be a stand up. Yeah. Well, it's a lot different now because everybody's a stand up in this right. town. Right. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's thousands of just them. Just like there's every restaurant has a has a, has a stand up night. Open I, mic I, night. I never heard of a bringer before I came out here. I oh, really? I didn't know what a bringer. Really? Was. They didn't have bringers in the East Coast. Yeah, people, uh, the comp, the clubs sat there. Yeah. And you would walk. I mean, when I was doing it, yeah. like on a bringer out here. Yeah. Well, back then on a Wednesday night. You would sit there and do 20, 25 minutes and get paid between 50 and 125 bucks. Yeah. They'd be paying you and yeah, you wouldn't be exactly. bringing anything. The bar would say, yeah. hence, 
comedy clubs or even just bars. Yeah. It was just a different time, though. Yeah. So now, are you still doing the photography a lot, or have you? Um, well, I parlayed that into. Um, uh, uh, I'm actually doing some promo videos and things like that. Like, there's one that I'm doing for. Uh, I'm doing a promo video for a university, turning out really well, and I have a producing partner with that. Now, how so. did you decide to get into that? Because it's. I mean, um, I, I know you've always been proactive. Yeah. But it's like it's something that's so. Going from making a, a film years ago, that's and we all grow as artists. Mm-hmm. Going from making a film years ago about mm-hmm. the uh, the army, yeah. you know, the world, whatever, yeah. and then to a was it something that you said? Well, this is for money. I know, but is it something that you said? You know what? Here's the deal. I see a lot of crappy promos. I see a lot of crappy commercials. I'm going to sit there and get my own company together and do that. Is that what? Well, happened? we we don't just do that. I mean, we we do a travel show on um, the Clear Vision Network, which is in the airports. Um, it's a travel gadget show that I host. Um, wait, on the Clear, wait, I think they're on uh, Virgin Airlines. Well, Clear Vision Network is in the airports right now, and they're only in, uh, there's a slow rollout. It's not on the planes? Clear Clear Channel, actually. No, I know Clear Channel, but I, there's okay. like, Virgin has all these different channels, because okay. I fly Virgin all the Maybe time. Maybe they do have it. And I'm going to look, because so I'm actually flying out next Wednesday. Okay. I'll, look, I'll look and yeah, see. Yeah, please look. Because I know there was something clear, and I, that sounds familiar, because like, there's... Clear go, Vision Network? You go through, like, I don't know, have you flown Virgin? No. Well, Virgin America is great. I mean, I, 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 I get great things. round trip to Philadelphia. It's better I've than Asiana recently. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's, did you see <laughs> I'm that, Korean. Did it's you see okay. that story? That slip? And I mean, if you want to get to that, I could, I'd love to talk about no, that. I wanna, I'm, let's interrupt because I want to hear your plane because it's like, how stupid, yeah. how stupid is that? People, if you don't know about the, the Korean airline that crashed a few weeks ago. Cause Flight 214. Yeah. And so... The, the, it crashes, and then the news. Mm-hmm. Now, and there are news out of San Francisco, I believe. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's Oakland. Oakland, but it's it's or a San big, Jose. It's a big market. It's not yes, like that a big kid exactly. in, who cursed in, uh, earlier in Wyoming or whatever. This big story. Okay. The, his first thing was he dropped the f bomb. He ended up being on Letterman. He got fired on the spot. Okay, but that's bum. Whatever. For for that, what is uh? What did you think? What did you um? What's your opinion on it? Are you? Is that one of those smokeless smokes? He thinks just quit. What? Just quit. You're one of those, aren't you? I quit a year and a half ago. That's fine. Because I, I, I enjoy heart this. But it, does it does it do anything? It has does nicotine it? in it. So, but th- now, where does the smoking? Where do you get your harm from? The smoke? There's no harm except for the fact that it actually absorbs water, so you can dry your uh, membranes out. Okay. Other than that, obviously the effects of nicotine, which is high blood pressure or high heart rate, that's also that's, which I have, so. which you have. So you I probably don't want. And you that, don't so. have to. Have, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a big proponent of this, but I am for myself because I quit smoking. Oh, yeah, and no, I sure. actually enjoy doing this. I don't so, smoke. Do you do it a lot, or do you do, do the hookah ever? Uh, hookah is pretty much smoking because it actually does have. Okay. Because uh, some smoke. people say, oh, I hate cigarettes, and they'll be like, oh, it's hookah, hookah. hookah. You well, know, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a less harsh thing, yeah. It's a combination of vapor and whatever. But anyway. So what's your point on the, on the Korean? Because I just can't believe it got past the people. Well, let's talk about, there's a few things. For okay. instance, the first thing that came up was the Chicago Sun-Times. And they wrote a thing, that the headline was Fright 214. Okay. Okay. Very, so, on the Asian? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. That what sounds- do you think? Because fright, fright two fourteen wouldn't. Sa- I mean, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't. Like, it wouldn't. It's like for what? Any to, any flight? Yeah, for like yeah. I'm scared. You're scared. No, of course, any plane crash, people are going to be scared. So how come they haven't used that term before? I didn't, I didn't hear about that, but that that is. You didn't hear about that. I one? know. I would take that right off the bat, or at least the editor should see it. Right. You know. And that's Chicago, another big market. Exactly, another big market, and you know, a lot of people. I had this discussion back and forth, and. It perplexes me that actually a very large majority, which you cannot deny, say that it didn't really come across as racist to them. Okay, um, 
and maybe it's not racist per se, but this is it, what I equated it it's to. It's bad journalism. It's bad journalism. That's what I said. Because they're like, hey, it's a quippy thing. And yeah, I get it. You need to have a sensational headline, especially these days, especially on paper. But I'll equate it to this. If there was a blackout, oh, sorry, I just screwed it up. <laughs> I know it's it. not a joke. But say the, all the lights went out because of electrical failure in Compton. And I was a writer, and I had to put a headline on it. I said, hey, how about this one? Uh, blackout. Blackout in L.A. Or no, some, exactly. Yeah, blackout in Compton. Oh, it would it would it would just go crazy. Everyone People and Devils ACP would be all over that, right? And so guess what? You wouldn't use it, right? That's the exact same thing I'm telling you about freight. So, freight freight right. two fourteen. And, and the funny thing though, technically it doesn't make any you know scared passenger or scared plane, but or even you know yeah. but freight. And, that, and where's your pun? Where's your double entendre? Right. Where is it that most headlines are based off of? Clearly, that was it. Right. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so now what was your other... Okay, and so now this recent one, um, that it just perplexes me that a, a, a big market news network d- allowed that to happen. I mean, I don't know if for your, for your listeners, uh, they called in and said, somebody called in and said there's these the names of the pilots, which was something like... I heard they got it got sent to them. Okay, and then they an called intern. they they called the intern to fact yeah. check it. Yeah, but the thing they is, they called the same person who probably called it in. But the thing is, you you're a journalist just looking at it. You're okay. a human being, but looking just, at no, it. But just look at. Don't you sit there and go, "What was one was uh, ducks or this?" Like, no, no, it was like uh, what was on uh, like uh, holy fuck. Well, yeah, that or, was one of them. Or fly, or fly young low or just something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That, one, but just yeah. looking at it, and for four of them, it's just it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, if you slip one in there, maybe okay. But they all were obvious, and I'll be honest with you, they were pretty funny. Oh yeah, they were, they were they, hilarious because but, it actually took effort to think of those names. But it's not funny in this situation. But it's not funny when you look at a huge. If if the, if the story was, you know, um, you know the, the, we we uh, I don't know if it was on Chelsea lately or if it was on you know the roast or if whatever. It was one of those where they said, and, 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 it, and was, it wasn't about an airline crash. Exactly. If it was something about, or even if know, it was, if it was, you know what I'm trying to say. It's, it's, it, was, it looks if, bad on the network. If it was on Saturday Night Live, Weekend Update, if you went, hey, uh, you know, Fright Two Fourteen, the pilots, dun, dun. Okay, that's Saturday yeah, Live. That's a that's satire. It's comedy, but something for that, and it's so funny because the media. I mean, it's just the media. Just you look at some of this stuff and you go, "What the hell's going on?" I mean, it's like uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you, how you you pay people money to report the news yeah. and to check the news. Yeah. It's the news. It's not the onion. Well, you know what I think it is is I think, and I'm not a journalist. I'm not a media expert, but I think when you have social journalism or social networking, uh, and I don't know is that what the term is uh, so you know uh, social whatever. Well, actually, the woman last night, the uh, the Trevon Martin's lawyer, the one lawyer, she just franchised the name. Yeah, Jasmine something. She calls it the whole court was social engineering. And Greta Van Susteren was just ripping her apart because the girl, I mean, I don't know why they would have her as a spokesperson, this girl, because she was she was a cute girl who went to Florida State. It's the one lawyer. And she was just, everyone on Twitter was blowing her up. Just okay. like, where did she get her law degree? Oh, we yeah. feel bad for the family. We feel yeah. bad for that. She called the whole thing. The whole trial was social engineering. 
I mean, it's just, you know, yeah. what were you saying? No, I'm the- just saying, simply put, if everything is down to six, what is it, uh, 32 characters or whatever it is on 130, Twitter, 132, 132 and, and Facebook is all about writing two sentences, and everybody's getting their media information from that. And so I think that the media is in a huge crunch to put out something that's just as sensational or just as opinionated or just something to compete with. Because back in the day, they didn't have to do much because that's where people went to to get their information. Right. If a flight was crashed, landed somewhere, then you turn on the news and you, and you open the newspaper and that's where you get all your facts and information. Now, you want eyewitness Twitters, tweets. You right. want you know, Instagram video, you want that because that's raw and it's right there in your face. And so I think that's what's really going on is that media is really, and hopefully what will happen, and this is probably won't, but hopefully what will happen is that the backlash will be, I just want my news. Right. That's you know what the I mean? thing for me. It's like, you know, and it, it's also, it's weird because, I mean, I've been pretty much bi-coastal for the last year and a half. And you go back to see news in Philadelphia and it's it's very, it's tonight's story and it's, yeah depressing but that's the news i grew up with yeah you come out here and it's like uh hey duh, 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 you know they the, look uh, the kardashians right here or this and then there's always the hot newscaster now yeah. they're getting hot newscasters back there of course because of course. it does yeah. it but uh yeah so well let me ask you something did you hear about the, the oil train crash in canada i heard quickly about it exactly hundred and some people died in that thing an entire town was basically burned and it was nothing oh yeah it's just you don't because there's nothing to talk about because it's not us, you know. Right, but that's just crazy. I mean, that's that sucks, but it's a uh, it's a world we live in. Yeah, well, you so, brought it up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, we brought. It. But okay, so uh, so now what's what's on your docket these days, Tom? What's my docket? Um, well, you go, where are you going to get your MBA at? Uh, it's at the University of the West. Okay, um, it's actually. Uh, Is it online? No, it's actually not online. It's actually in Rosemead. It's a nice small university. Now, is it um, weird going back to college after all these years, or is it a lot well, of older people there? It's not weird for me, and I'll be and I'll tell you why. It's because I've always taken classes. Okay, I've always, whether it be at LACC uh, screenwriting, um, I you know I'm in workshop for screenwriting now, um, you know, and it, it's just it's nothing. I mean, yeah, going to a campus consistently is a little different. Hitting on the chicks? No, no, no. You're not one of those guys. No. You're, not, you're not going with your I beer hat. Be. I just like, haven't seen anybody. Because <laughs> you're going that so just now, kidding. and just it, kidding. it's concentrated in your MBA in business, and you're doing that so you yeah, can do your production and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's and and, and even in uh, you know investing and, and just real life stuff, and it's 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 there's amazing. I think everybody should have to take business business class to graduate college. To be honest with you, because there's a lot of stuff to learn, and it's life. Everything revolves around money. And not in, a, in necessarily a good way or a bad way, but it does put it in its place when you learn that. Yeah. I don't know if that works. No, it's, it's, yeah, it is true. You have to be smart. If business makes the world go round. Especially, yeah. in, there's two words in show business. There's show and there's business. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. the business is 80% of it. Yeah. So any uh, any TV shows we'll see you on soon? Uh, well, I'm recurring right now on Ant Farm. Okay. So there's a couple episodes of that. And now so that's on Disney? That's on Disney. Now, yeah, what's, so. what's the... Uh, the, what's it about? Well, I play Mr. Hashimoto. Uh, Ant Farm stands for, I believe it's something like uh, academic, something talent. It's like a gifted and talented school. Okay. And if you're a singer, if you're a super smart brainiac or whatever, and it's this really high-tech place, uh, China and Phillips, I believe, is the main act, act, 
young actress's name. Anyway, I, I play uh, Mr. Hashimoto, who happens to be this media mogul. Uh, he basically owns everything in Japan. And so uh, he comes out with a new, uh, you know, uh, H phone, which is the Hashi phone. Okay. Instead of the iPhone, he has his own production company. He has everything, Hashimoto Soda. It actually started off, the character actually started off um, on Sweet Life on deck. And it was nice enough for the creator who created Ant Farm to like the character so much to bring me back for that, for Ant Farm as a recurring character. So that's what I've been doing. So now, great. do you get recognized? Because I heard people who are on Disney shows get recognized everywhere because kids watch this but stuff. I'll insanely. be honest with you. I do get recognized. But guess who recognizes me? The mothers? The, the parents. But you know what's creepier than that? <laughs> the dads? No. Random young guys in their 20s. No. Yes. From Ant Farm. Oh, yeah. All those shows. It's like, hey, you were Mr. Hashimoto. I go, yeah. How'd your kids like it? Oh, I don't have kids. It's so, <laughs> you know, it's so weird. I guess, well, there's... Th- well, it's there's- fine. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's good TV, I guess. But yeah, I mean, that's like, I, I watched iCarly every once in a while. I'll admit it. Well, there you go. No, it was, it was a Point very... proven right there. No, it was a very well-written show. Okay. One of my friends wrote for it, and I yeah, was like, oh, I watched it one time, and sure. I was like, it's pretty good. Yeah, it is fun. I mean, it's it's, it's a thing. And yeah. so that's... Now, now how now how long is this role going to go on? Do you know? Is a series strong? What season is it in? Do you know? um, it's in the sec- third season now, um, but um, yeah, I'm not going to discuss the future of the show just because I don't know if they yeah. want me to or okay, not. Okay, cool. But and a lot of times I think what happens is, you know, as the kids get older, the show changes. Yeah, that, let's just leave it at that. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what happens with those yeah. shows. Yeah. And so yeah, you, you're producing anything, right? I mean, directing anything? Well, like besides? I said, I'm, I'm doing the promos and that's decent money and then um, I want to do another short. I'm emphasizing comedy so I'm writing a lot of comedy TV pilots um, and probably going to, you know, sh- maybe shoot one of those or two of those just to kind of show because i think he, comedy needs to be shown um, yeah i mean you, need, you can't you just need, explain it right you know i'm sure you know i mean you can explain the dome under the dome you know yeah a whole city is put under the dome yeah. you can explain that but you can't explain the comedy behind under the dome you know you, right if you wrote a comedy now do you find you do you find it for yourself to, and be honest with yourself do you find it easier writing comedy or writing drama to, i comedy I, or I, drama? I feel that my strength lies in um comedy and it's funny because all my screenplays before that were not comedy for whatever reason. And the reason why I think I, I'm a pretty good um, comedy writing because of doing stand-up. Well, I think that's also why. Before, you were more of a serious actor. Exactly. So what, what are you going to gravitate towards? What you watch? What For you writing, write? I would definitely gravitate towards comedy. It's more fun to write. Um, a lot of times, if it's 30 minutes, you have great schedules if you're on a show. It, you know, think about it. if you're stuck in a freaking boiler room for 14 hours right. with a group of writers. You want to discuss high schoolers in you know New York uh, about their mommy right. problems, or do you want to do comedy? You know, right. and write mean, jokes. Yeah, I mean that's that's the whole thing about it. Is it? And it's just it's a different. You get the reaction right away because you go to a taping. If you go and you're there yeah, and you know exactly. for the run through, this works, this doesn't work. Yeah. Okay, well, it doesn't fun. take that much when you have seven people, eight people, some of these shows, 15 people. Mm-hmm. You know, they sit there and they go, okay, you know what? We need to rewrite this. We yeah. need to do this. We need to do okay. that. On the spot, too. Yeah, and you have to. And a lot of times you can just run with it. But the uh-huh. drama, it's like you have to do the whole setup and then it's like, yeah. wait a second. You know, we have. Yeah, but this. not to say that I wouldn't do it because I love right. sci fi and, I, and I've, I've written a lot of dramas. Well, that's good, though. See, that's you're, my little you're doing caveat. All these, you're doing all these little things. Well, you know, 
So how can people get in touch with you? Anyway, uh, you, you, in touch with me? No, I mean, come on. For not, dating or? Yeah, well, how, okay, that's true. <laughs> are you dating anybody? Uh, not right now. Okay. No. Uh, how can how can people get follow uh, you or find you uh, or? Yeah, Tom T. Choi is the best way. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter. That's on. Um, is there a period on Tom T. On do, the, do on I have Twitter. periods? What? Tom T. Period. <laughs> no, just it's Tom just Tom T. Choi. Okay. And um, yeah, so you just you just type, type in my name on Google. Okay, and then they can yeah. find your work, any of your yeah. stuff up on yeah. YouTube or anything. Yeah. Absolutely. Or? Okay. Yeah. Now you still have tension films. I have tension films, and I have to. I'm working on that site again because okay. it's just under construction. So. Really? Any comedy shows coming up? I don't. Okay. I don't. Um, you know, if you want to put me in upon something, let me know. I might be booking a show in August. I'll talk yeah. to you. So. I want to thank you for coming on, Tom. So, okay. Yeah. Thanks for having see me, you. Steve. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. for years. It's just funny. It's a little different because I know him, and I'm trying to follow his career, but I've known his career, yeah. so that's why we went off about the the Korean jokes and the the pilots. People, uh, follow me at Cooper Talk on Twitter at Cooper Talk. Go to uh, Facebook. There's a Cooper Talk fan page now, where basically I have photos of all my guests. Click on the photo, and it links right to the episode. You can hear them. There's about 175 up there. Also, um, website, coopertalk.net. I have all the episodes up there. Uh, every Thursday night at midnight, that's Pacific Coast time, you can hear me in the Big Daddy Graham show at WIP94 uh, Sports Philadelphia. I do a little 20-minute segment on there. And, yeah, just keep listening. Email me, coopertindy100. Follow me on Twitter. I tweet a lot. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Follow me. Just type Cooper Talk one word in the search box because if you don't, it comes Anderson Cooper, and that's mm-hmm. a pain in the ass. So anyway, I want to thank my guest Tom Choi. Check him out, Tom T Choi at Twitter.com. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guests. You guys have a wonderful weekend.